Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership, and one-to-one mentoring. Head over to FranchiseBusinessSchool.com to find out more. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Today, I am joined by Natalie Potts. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Charlie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Me too. Um, love the energy. Natalie, start by telling everybody what it is that you do. So I do, well, actually, if I was to say in a better way, I would say um, I'm a business strategist and performance mentor. Um, but like always, we kind of get a bit confused and we say lots of different things and go off track. But um, I've, I've been qualified as a coach. So that's my background. And then I've then gone into mentoring and then I've then gone into business strategy. So that's just how it's kind of gone the last year for me since I left the corporate world of 19 years behind me. And talk to me about that, because like I've never had a real job. In fact, last yeah. night, me and my husband, we were watching <laughs> The Bold Type. Have you right. seen that? No. Oh, it's it's so good. It's like female empowerment. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they all work for a magazine, and they like go to the office, and it's coffees. And my husband works in corporate, and I'm like, oh, is that what it's like? And he's like, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I'm like missing a piece of something because I've always just run my own business. So, talk to me about corporate because in my head it's glamorous. Um, and that transition to come out and decide to do your own thing. Yeah, because I think it's huge. And I think the last year or so, people have, you hear about the great resignation and I think, you know, um, quite quitting at the minute quite a bit. And it's it's really profound for people that have reached a point. And again, I'm mid 30s. So I think I'm going to stick with kind of where I'm at. People reach these points in their life and um, I'm the niche in having worked for one company for 19 years. And at the start, yeah, it always did seem like, you know, silver objects and all that jazz of what I want to achieve and it's I can do that and 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 actually the success is linear that's how it felt years ago because you just work the ranks and I did really really well so when I was 21 I was offered the opportunity to join a leadership program after my degree um, I did a drama degree management degree but I thought like no way I was like why would I do that and then I kind of thought well there's nothing else at the minute I love it and I do really well at it and then like you do it's safe and it's secure and those have been the two biggest things for me with having a job and doing really well so um, I could always have the nice cars the flashy nice mulberry bag and you know everything you wanted I didn't think about money coming in and out just paid the bills Mm -hmm. and then I kind of reached a point where I was 26 and I was going to the next levels with senior leadership and and the challenges became different they changed and the world had changed and I noticed that I had to focus a lot more on personal growth in order to get to the next level and um, I came across coaching and I was actually told you're not a great coach 
as the leader, which was really challenging, tough to hear. I absolutely love what I did. What I did. So went on these coaching courses in the business and had to be a great coach and everything. And I was like, no, 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 I saw this. I need to find out more about this as well. And somebody asked me about my business values. I always share this actually. So I'd never really heard of coaching. And I met a guy, well, I didn't meet him yet, but I'm a psychonist with someone on Tinder. And he was a coach. And he started asking me all these funky questions about values and business. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I just loved the idea, got into the secret from that. And then kind of, then I looked at what do I do in terms of building um, this coaching idea in my head? then joined the academy um, and yeah three years later I'm qualified in personal performance and corporate executive coaching and I do a lot of work on CPD because I'm so immersed in our personal development that's why I say the strategy part has kind of found me I've gone from coaching then into I've become a mentor and I'm a mentor at the coaching academy as well which is brilliant because it just helps me work on myself and help more people and then that's kind of where I've then noticed like actually the personal growth work I'm doing is I'm all about strategy I'm all about making it happen, process. I love that. That's where I thrive. And I bring in the practices of coaching, mentoring. Yeah. And I think it's it's really interesting, isn't it? Because this whole idea of, of personal development is something that we always talk about in the entrepreneurial space. And I have studied like really um, people who've done really, really well. And I yeah. have found that they have similar um habits similar things going on and every you don't meet somebody who's a seven-figure business owner or has grown and scaled a massive business in any world you know in the franchising world in products and now in this online space that I'm in I haven't met anybody and it's re- it was really intriguing for me um as soon as I realized how it wasn't until 2019 that I started personal development yeah. and I started running a business in 2011 so I often think like you know, if I'd gone back and had that right from the beginning, but it's easy to, you know, what we know now, if we'd have known that at the beginning, we'd probably be in a different place. But what habits do you have on a daily basis that you think add to your personal performance? I think it's a 5M Club, um, Robin Sharma book, um, where he mentions exactly that, that you know, success leaves clues. And there is a reason that every successful entrepreneur talks about doing meditation. There is a reason that people have a routine of going to the gym and looking after their health and their well-being. So when you start to look at, again, what people do, and you've got to put your own spin on it, it's not about just copying people. But the things I do, which have really helped me is have, have me time is the biggest one, I think, in the last year or so. And just that time to just be in my own space and not around everybody. When you're in an online world, it can feel like you're on social media the whole time. And I'm a big advocate of saying, I think, you know, you grow business quicker on social media, facts, mm-hmm. and having more visibility. Um, I, I understand not everybody likes that. And you think years ago, we didn't have those uh, those channels and people still were very successful. And those kind of things that they're built on and those foundations of strong personal and business values because they define in how they operate and behave within their business and in life so very focused on my personal values spending time with the family so I'll always structure my week I time block really well which is probably something I've only started doing this year because I just felt a bit scatty and I kind of still felt like I was winging it Mm -hmm. that idea so the time blocking I really focus on me first because it's the oxygen thing, you know, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on before. And again, we say these things, but actually, what do they look like? Or what do they mean to you in practice? So I'll always focus on every single week mapping out like, when's my time that I get time off to switch off to do what I want. And sometimes it's actually I've had to challenge myself and just being bored because I don't switch off. 
then I'll put in work and everything around that because I can work all the hours under the sun because I love it. And then I'll put in things like the the businessy side of reflection, um, building on your business, look, you know, evaluating where you're at, what's gone well this week, um, what you're going to do next week, etc. And into the and then I'll always work in blocks of ninety days, aligned towards my year values and goals. So that's the way I structure. Other things I do, I love a cold shower, which is really basic, but it just makes me feel good, and people want to feel good. And I think we're always looking for the secret bullet or the next thing and it's like to keep it really really simple and and easy so that you can keep the consistency part because that's the biggest challenge people is being consistent and sustaining something to get great results over a period of time they want it now and I think I always see that I know I say well I'm 36 but I do look at younger generations and, and even people in 30s and think you just want it too soon and it is hard at times and you've got to find that grit and resilience and tenacity and that's why I talk a lot of secondary messaging about fitness because it's done so well for me as a focus to keep my mindset on board to keep the discipline to keep the consistency tenacity like if you can there's I, somebody said the other day actually a client was about because he's doing some the challenging of the fitness space his business he was saying about you know like getting your mind in shape and I was like yeah that is it in a nutshell you have to have your mindset in shape for running a business for leading your life the way you want to and then you have to be keeping consistent in all of those so there's not even there's nothing profound there there's nothing new it's just that I keep consistent and and keep it simple and, and try and do less better I think it is profound uh, because I think, you know, this is the stuff that people are missing that people mm. don't talk about. Like yeah. we could easily go on about strategy and I could talk about, you know, sales and we could have a big conversation about that. But I think this is almost the more interesting conversation because it's the conversations that we don't have. But that's the work that I've done to go. All these people are waking up at 5 a.m. and they're all really successful. You can't <laughs> tell me that that hasn't got something to do with it. Like that just. And I like, let me just try it for 28 days. Oh my gosh, it's life changing. You know, it's it's those things. And people, when I started with the 5am club, people got really mad. <laughs> my audience got really mad with me because they're mums and they're like, it's not realistic to work up, wake up at 5am. Yada yada bloody blah, blah, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. And and I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever advocate for someone with a small baby or someone who was doing like multiple wakes in the night you know I think we have to look after ourselves and getting up at 5am if you're in that phase of your life isn't a good idea but if you're not then yeah it's hard yeah it feels unnatural at first especially when you do it in the winter months and it's like pitch black it's not so bad in like May or whatever um it's it's hard but actually if you do it consistently the results are insane Um, let's talk a little bit about fitness because funnily enough, before you came onto this podcast, you said you worked out this morning and everything was effort. It do, was. You, do you love working out? I do. So I, at, the, at that age of 26 as well, I probably went through what, was this a younger midlife crisis? <laughs> I joined. <laughs> I think actually I had a really bad split and it, it forced me to have to move home and everything. And I just looked at life and was like, right, I'm not giving up anybody. I'm getting my mortgage by the age of 30, which I did with work. Um, I'm going to go to gym because I'd never been and facing some of these big fears. And I was like, I want to do something where people are like, I could never do that almost. And for me, yeah. that was like, well, one, going to the gym. And then two, I started to enjoy it. And then I was like, right, well, I never want to damage my body. So I got myself a PT because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the knowledge and experience. So I, I wouldn't lift a weight and know what to do with it. And I hate, I guess I didn't like the idea of being judged or perceived like, what is she doing? So got myself PT, 
saving a couple of years, went to the a bodybuilder gym and w- just was like, I need a really big goal here. And in 2018, I committed to, I did five months, no drinking. I did a kind of grow build stage. And then I did a massive cut for four months, which was horrendous. Um, but yeah, I got down to uh, the weight I needed to for a body shoot and uh fitness shoot. And uh, then, yeah, I did, I think each day I was doing, each week I was doing at least five, six training sessions a day. So across like weights. And then I would combine that with an hour of cardio, especially near the end. And then I have to do all the boring stuff like the, the 10,000, 15,000 steps. I think it was even 20,000 at one point of which I was a meltdown moment. And, and then sticking to your calories. And I learned so much in that. It was really tough. Um, and again, like you say, the 5am thing, I don't advocate doing this because it's not easy. And I didn't work with some always the right people. So I think some days I was on like 900 calories, which at the end was just death. So you've got to, again, find things that are right. But we're not always going to get it right. We're going to fail at some things. And I wouldn't do it now on that experience the same way. Um, but it's given me, again, that resilience to know that I commit to feeling good every day and even if I don't want to and the benefits of it and yeah so now I train about four times a week and I'll do I'm trying to really up my cardio a bit now because again like you just find out so much more about yourself like I know what works for me I know that everybody's different you can't have the cookie cutter stuff you've got to make you've got to find your own way fail at it which I struggle at and then work on building you know doing more of what works and I always struggle at things when you say that idea of like the, the failing side because I do invest a lot personally and I'll invest a lot with financially as well in my business and I'll take calculated risks that I didn't see 12 months ago as big as as they are for the most people yeah. um so it's very hard to commit give time effort and not get results soon and then feel that you know stay committed to it and and take those failings but you've got to and that's but that's bloody tough to do Mm. And I think it's that I call them impossible goals, like go out there and set yourself an impossible goal. So I ran the marathon in 2021 and I am not a fitness person. Fitness doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something like it was something I have to work really, really hard at Mm. and really hard to be consistent. But like you say, I learned so much about myself and about business. Yeah. And it, it's something to always fall back on. If I can do that, I can do anything. Like yeah. I really enjoy business. That. I can do that. It is that. And and it's not easy. And um, yeah, I think it takes a lot for you to focus on confidence, self-esteem within all of that as well, which often, again, like this, the conversations that we don't have enough of, of how people feel and why they don't show up in their business, et cetera. And it gave me that boost. It gave me that boost to focus on like, how do I look at myself? Why don't I like my body when I'm a certain weight? You know, and those types of things that, actually hold us back more than we think they're things that we wake up feeling and and we've got to work on those day in day out it's the progress part I think as an entrepreneur there's no you know people say like work-life balance there's no such thing if you're an entrepreneur because everything you know your mindset how you feel when you wake up in the morning what you put into your body what you do with your body all of those things impact our business whether we like it or not and that's why I think it's very interesting that all these people who are mega successful have the same habits, the same things that they're doing. Um, just going back to the corporate thing, 
because I, I always say to people who are in my audience, like we're only one decision away from yeah. you know, being a six-figure business owner, being a seven-figure business owner, franchising our business, whatever. You're only one decision away from whoever you want to be. And, and the only thing you need to do in order to become that is to make the decision that you are that person. So talk to me about that decision to come out of corporate, because I can't imagine it was easy because you obviously had a really successful career there. But before we do, I just want to talk to you about Jenna Farmer. Um, Jenna is one of my podcast sponsors. She also is in my mastermind and she takes care of all of the PR for Charlie Day sales. So if you want to make 2023 the year that you and your business is featured in magazines, newspapers and TV, Jenna Farmer is a journalist and PR who teaches businesses how to consistently get amazing press coverage that helps take their business to the next level. To start your PR journey, join Jenna's free Facebook community and get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. All of the links for that are in the show notes. Um, You can also follow Jenna on Instagram for quick and easy PR tips. She's Jenna Farmer PR. Go and um, check Jenna out because she is amazing. She's had me featured all over the place, including Red Magazine, um, Forbes. I've been in all sorts of places. So um, Jenna is definitely worth checking out we are really pleased with the work that she's done for us yeah and I was doing really well and again like the outside it looks great and that makes it harder in points but I went through I think it just never at the end really fulfilled me in feeling that I was adding value to something it never lit me up and there's I think Carmen Gallo says it in one of his books around this idea of doing what makes your heart sing and essentially just didn't do that yeah. and I was helping people really well I was in I was in the retail industry um, and I got it. I could look at things and just know what was wrong. I'd done it for so long. And I loved that as well. But it was um, it was a combination of so many things. It wasn't just one thing, but it was that. And then it was a catalyst moment of I failed getting through a senior leader um, assessment and by two directors. And they were female. And I'd always had a thing with females in the business where I just I was very kind of no, no BS, very direct communicator. Let's make it happen. But that that's what got me to be around you know, all my peers were men, 20 of us. So that got me to be around the table, et cetera. But I just didn't like the fight anymore. And the fact that it just, it was so structured and business. You can do this, you can't do this. I couldn't talk about coaching and things because they just say you want to leave. And that was never the case. I was like, but I'm using it to help advance myself in this business, but they just didn't like it. And I guess I just felt like my face didn't fit anymore. And I that was the key part was, my values and personally weren't aligned to the business and you have to detach a bit from that it's about them otherwise it can become very detrimental to your personal growth as you move forward and and I did a bit of work after I got some grief counseling actually because there's over 40 types of grief and Mm. it is losing your job or career that you have an identity to and you attach that and I was working like 70 hour weeks that's all I knew then you have to work through that process of leaving as well and that transition point. Um, and I just, I remember one moment was I took my niece to me and I went to a fancy David Lloyd club and all that jazz. And I don't now, I'm just literally in and out. That's my thing now with the gym as well. But I go there be there for hours and I was sitting there with her at the side and she was having fun. And I was like, I'm, this just isn't fun. And I, that like really hurt. And I was like, this is not right. This is not how my life's supposed to be no matter what. You can work hard, you can graft everything, but this isn't what it's about. 
And I think getting going through that process, I use the people around me. I've got a very good network that I've created. And, and my dad um, was has always been a big inspiration and mentor for me. And he did very well in business. And we had the conversation. He was like, this is it. He goes, this is like, you should have gone two years ago. And he goes, this will be your gift. And and, and we said, like, this is going to be a hard six months. It's going to be hard. And I mean, you have to embrace that at times that it's not naturally going to be easy. Um, and go through that process. So, yeah, I handed him my notice. Um, and I actually said to him, like, this just doesn't work for me anymore. This isn't what I want. And what your expectations are of me is not what my expectations are for the life that I want. And and that's quite hard as well. And, you know, you, you have all the fears of money was a big one for me. And I've always been money driven since I was 21. I always wanted a nice little mini coupe, all of that jazz. And I got those things because I was like, work hard for it, you get it. And that's a thing I have with money. I associate hard work and, the, you know, like time you give value and money I associate those things together so it's a belief I've created I don't always believe that people say it's from your parents in your childhood I think we can create those two yeah and the business created that for me when I was young so leaving that and thinking well how do I know where money's going to come from what you know like am I good enough to do this etc yes I've done the qualifications etc but how do I know and then what happens because I always had the discipline that I wouldn't go asking people for money I'd, I'd have to create and you know if there's a problem I'd find a solution but like anything again I was like well what do I do really well and I was like well strategy and making it happen and process I know what I need to do I need to have a transition period I need to have an exit strategy and and to be fair there's no one in the corporate world now that probably that and if you do do this please stop you've got to have a backup plan because you can instant the world isn't like it used to be years ago where you'd work for one company you've got to have that backup plan and really think about what else will you do so I had that and then I transitioned and thought well I've got six months ahead of me of paying the bills etc because I knew that that thin line of being almost desperate for sales versus the energy of I love it come and work with me is very very thin and I didn't want to ever go in that camp of being like I'm desperate I need people and clients etc I'm low my prices on discount and things like that's not how I want to create a business that's going to be sustainable and where I see it in the future so I had to you, you've got to face into those fears and then think about well what tangibly can I do to eradicate it as a fear but as a driver and a motivator and then what are the steps I need and you've got to think about those things and map them out it's like anything I was working through with clients yesterday about like end of month num- knowing your numbers and people don't know their numbers and and you've got to and again that's something I learned really well and it's all I talk about in you know retail all the time was where we're working towards where we're right now right what we've got to do how far away from it and and you have fun with it but in our own businesses we're like oh no we don't talk about that so but you've got to face into those things and once you do it it changes everything it's just natural and you start seeing results the amount of six-figure, multi-six-figure, seven-figure business owners who can't tell me how much they turned over uh, last month, how much profit, you know, what their best month is. It astounds me. I think it's very easy to bury your head in the sand with that stuff, but it is so important. So if anyone's listening and they do that, then please listen to Natalie Parts, get on top of your numbers. It's so important. Um, So how have you found that transition? Because, you know, I think from the outside, people think being an entrepreneur is very glamorous. You can choose your hours, there's freedom, flexibility, and yes, and yes, there is all those things. But also it is incredibly difficult. It can be incredibly lonely. Um, You feel like giving up, like talk to me, what was that transition like? 
you're spot on there and I think you have to be careful because I've definitely created intentionally a world around me where I'm around like yourself amazing inspirational people um, I'm on a mastermind I was part of a different mastermind last year but you can get bubbled quite quickly as well and everybody's doing well or it seems like that as well so you've got to think about really building a network or connections around you but what that looks like and who those kind of people are um, and and you've got to also have people that don't get it that's been but it's been quite hard you've got to find a disconnect from them as well so I guess starting out when I did that transition the hardest things was that I did feel on my own it was like isolated like it wasn't I don't always think it's lonely per se I think you can be isolated on your own I never had thoughts you know like I was oh I'm sad or I'm on my own for that I was just like right next thing how to make it happen but you've got to get out there and you've got to be bold and you've got to get out of your comfort zone and I was very conscious of, well, what does that look like? And again, I worked and led 400 people. So to then be on my own, that's my biggest struggle still, is working on my own from home. I hate it. I really, truly hate Thank it. You. Yeah, compared to, I, I love being the idea of getting up, having purpose, going to work, that routine and structure, because it's almost conformed in me. So again, you've got to think about, well, what's what's the, what, what could hinder my growth? And then, well, how do I? I had this like um when I when Phonics with Robot Reg, which was my last business, was doing really well. We had her HQ. It was yeah. far away from my house. I had to go every day every day and I hated it. I I'd like, love it. Oh, I'd love it. Absolutely love it. So you've got to create that around you, the connection to people, and you've got to continually work on that and build those meaningful relationships I think you said the other day on the discussion we had about you know genuinely getting in the right connections with people and people that you trust around you and it's interesting working with you know Lisa Johnson at the moment and and I say to people like there's a bit that you trust in people with things but you've got to take accountability and responsibility it's very easy to go well they told me to do this like, no, no 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 like you you make your decisions and then you stick by the consequences of what happens with those the outcome um but for sometimes you do want that validation a bit and having people around you have been there, done that, and you can trust, like we said earlier about the kind of the success leaves clues, helps you. And sometimes I'll say to people, I said like, I just need you to help me. Like, yeah, I need a bit of validation. Just tell me it's okay. Yeah. Um, because when you're on your own, you don't you don't have that. And I think also when you're on your own, you can sometimes not challenge yourself enough. And I think lots of people talk about really hard on ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, but let's keep working towards things. I'm always pushing for the next thing. And I used to put it in retail. I'd be like, is there a sale? well done? Like, oh, it's my job. So I, I, I'm very aware of being very, of seeing what you do well and celebrating your small wins. I absolutely see you've got to do that, but I'm also very driven to the next thing as well. So yeah, finding the people is a big one, the network. I think it depends on the sort of person you are. Like for me, and it sounds like you're similar, like goals, always yeah. driving forward to the next thing is, is yeah. what keeps me going. It's what keeps me motivated. Like I'm on a path and I can see the journey. I know where I'm headed. For some people, they find that quite demotivating because it's so far away and actually they're just looking at the next step ahead. So it's interesting, like different people work better in different ways, don't they? So um, let's talk a little bit about strategy then. So important. Obviously, I talk about sales strategy. You're talking about business strategy. What I have come to know from being on this online space is, is the amount of people who don't have any strategy yeah. are doing quite well. Yeah. <laughs> you can get to a certain point without any strategy. But talk to me about when do you think the strategy needs to come in and what do you see happening 
in that space because of a business you know when you put that business strategy in what results do you get I think you're right they they do but I think that the difference is now we're in a world that's changing at pace and we've got to be implementing at speed and doing the right things and we've got to be adaptable and I think when you can when you're sometimes that focused or channeling in in your own world and you can't see the bigger picture with that that's where you'll see that a lot of businesses fold in the first one to three years Mm -hmm. and it's because they haven't kept the growth going with it even like if we say the personal growth they haven't kept that going as a piece with it and I'll always say you've got the two you can't have strategy you can't just have mindset you've got to complement the two and I'll, I'll always bring that examples based I remember October I had a real growth spurt and I was finding stuff really challenging because it was like my head and my knowledge and experience felt like 10 times where my business felt it was and who I was attracting and I've had to do some real work on the audience which again feels like it slows things down but you've got to do that part because essentially it's who you're talking to to create connections and human leads so the strategy part is is that vision of where you're working towards and my strategy works I'll look at a year in my goals and then I reverse engineer backwards so then I'll create 90 day blocks and all I'm focusing on 90 days is again priorities but all of those priorities and it's three or four like it's nothing big it's like so I remember again I learned this in corporate I did about 10 goals once had a very uncomfortable conversation my boss was like you haven't achieved them have you I was like no he was like why not and I was like there's too many (laughs) it's too much to do and I was like shocker so I know this stuff and that's where I can work on it so the priorities always for three months or 90 days are always aligned to the vision for 12 months and do you know if you smash those and make them bigger that's the thing as well you can change it and you can you know goals aren't just from January for goodness sake you know you get a goal right next one and bigger and look at it learn so I'll always work with that for 90 days but I think if you don't have that you will just get to a point where you something else will happen and you're just going off a tangent and you've got to, again, it goes back to the consistency part of that you're here, you're not there. And I say it to a lot of people when they're qualifying on a mentor that you you are here right now. You don't need to know X, Y, Z that you can see other people doing or comparing yourself to because you're not there. You've got to focus on these foundations here because if you don't have these foundations of your values, your purpose, your mission, and understanding what that strategy looks like in social media or in the business planning side and um, in, you know, all the marketing, you will get hold up at some point and everybody's point would be different depending on what you're great at. And I think we always stick to what we're good at and do more of it, which is, is great. But you've also got to be working on stuff that, um, that will expose you. I'm really impatient though. Yeah, I can be impatient. (laughs) That's the thing I find the hardest. I can see where I'm going. I know where I'm going and it's almost like mindset and energy wise I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like actually, patience is a huge thing and and again like sometimes they, they want the answer like you just got to be patient there isn't it's like being consistent you got to do the things that will make you consistent you got to do the things that will make you patient and it's, sometimes I feel clients think that you have all the solutions to everything which most of the time we do but it's some stuff from go like I don't know it's not my gig mm. or, I just this works for me give it a go for you and let's make it happen um and I, I sometimes think well those those things sound nice but, you know, what else can we do to be more patient? Maybe there's a part, like you said, for people who are like us, it's our awareness that we're very goal-driven on the next thing. But you've got to enjoy more of today in the process because what's the reason you're doing it for that? And I can be, I'm absolutely awful at this at times. I'm striving for the next thing. And I'm like, no, I won't see that person. I've got to crack on with this. No, I can't see that friend. And it's like, no, that that's why you're doing this, to create the lifestyle so you can have more time to do that stuff. That's the irony. 
Yeah. You have to remember why you're doing it, don't you? And I, I absolutely agree with that. Like fall in love with the process because the process is is it. That's the thing. That's what we're doing it all for. I think Not the end result. One thing I have seen that's probably helped me last few months is like you say, going to Centre Parks. I know you've got we've got New York coming up and you've got Disney I saw the other day on your, your place as well. And you've got to have those people like shared around you that have no idea what you're doing. And I struggled with that at first. Like, even my boyfriend doesn't get what I do. But actually, it's it's almost like coming to a, I like that. I need that because you then challenge me to the, are we going to watch Married at First Sight? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And because those, <laughs> you know, like, have our time together, because I think there's a lot of people out there. And I was, again, I'm only in a relationship since last um, August. And I've really struggled with like personal relationships like that. And, and again, it's like if you're doing all this and I get to like the 50s and 60s and I've got no relationship or anyone I've shared my life with, what's the point? Yeah. You've got to have that balance. That, that's where you can have balance. And having people around you that just don't get it. And those friends, they're like the gold dust. They're these people you do. Yes, cut people that are going to judge you, reject you, or don't get what you do in terms of um, it's more about them putting it onto you um, because they struggle with it. And, and you're going to have that. You've got to cut loose of those people. And I think sometimes you have to be more direct in that than, oh, I'll, I'll work through that process. Like you just got to get them out of your life because it won't help you. But you do have to have people around you that you know are gold dust and that you just you will know they're the right people for you mm. yeah you I, yourself, right yeah 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 I've struggled with that the bigger sort of my business has got I've struggled with that element of people judging me for mm. you know stuff that I'm putting out online or um people not being maybe aligned to my values anymore because they've yeah. changed along the way yeah. and and it can be really difficult because we are all consumed by our businesses. Yeah. You have to have that breakaway of like, well, actually, you know, I'll go and do this and just forget about it. Or like for me, go on a holiday, just like takes me like literally to a different place where my business isn't. And I, I think that that's so important and it can get quite unhealthy if you don't have that. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. And that's the part where we like to say at the start about even the basics of time blocking and making this tangible. That's why it's important you get time for you mm. to give that space and time to think. And I think, again, we don't give that enough to people. That's what I love about coaching when I think of, you know, that as, as a foundation is it gives you the time to just think. And I remember having a coach once we got on, but I was always a bit mixed about her because she, she just fill the gap. And I was like, I just want to think. She said, well, and she just tell me what's in. I was like, no, I don't need to be told. So I just need to think for a minute. This is why I like this space. And I think yeah. that's, but we have to give that to ourselves too. It's that giving, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So do you set yourself like specific work hours? Um, I do and I have to my structure is a bit weird because my partner of the shift work so it's been quite challenging as well to work around that and again this is like the reality isn't it of, of life yeah. and building business but it's challenging we've got to you have to work around that because I can be very much 5 6 a.m I'm also noticing that my body's changing the older I get and I'm struggling with that I was saying about that this morning I didn't feel the gym today I still showed up but I didn't feel it but I'm I'm getting older and I'm changing on certain things and I'm having to work with that too. I can't have six hours sleep and feel like I used to years ago. I just need more sleep now. So it's it's very frustrating and it sounds so basic, but you've got to again, listen to yourself and what you need. So I know that I have to get a good night's sleep and then I'm productive and I'm focused and I like to start a day of a routine of going to the gym. I'm not somebody that, again, I know myself, well, I can't really train 
in the evening anymore. I used to. It doesn't work for me now. So again, you've got to work out what works for you. And again, it's like you were saying, if you're a mum, it doesn't work getting up at 5 a.m. That's okay. That's cool. It's fine. But let's work out something that structure, that routine, because you can't have that. It's just a different way. And there's no right or wrong with this. So yeah, I do I do tend to want to get up early. I love the feeling in the morning when it's quiet and there's no one out. And like you said, if it's beautiful in the summer, I get up for a lovely walk and stuff. And that's just my time. If it could be like that all year, that's my aim one year. Yeah, one time is to live in a country where it's just beautiful every morning and I can get up and yeah. do that. Oh my God, I would love that. <laughs> Let's go, Natalie. Find out what works for you and and then stick to that and and make it simple, like easy. Again, we overcomplicate. It's got to be this, that. It doesn't have to be everything. Just take it step by step. It's when people are in fitness and they just jump into it, they've never done it. And then they think they can be lifting all these weights. Like I was sharing actually on my post yesterday because I've shared a lot of lifestyle stuff. I do my leg press, I'm doing 250 kilos at the minute. And that's like, I don't know, it's like five plates each side. And that's years and years of training. Like there's no way I would have been able to do that in the first session. And it's just, again, that you build on things and then you know yourself well. And I can't do it every day. But again, you've got to know yourself and trust um, in what you're doing. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a constant build. I remember when I first started running and I mean, like I literally used to run for two and a half minutes. That was it. That was the run. Yeah. And um, I always used to think you'd, all you need to do is just put one foot in front of the other. Like that's yeah. literally it. And yeah. you're in business, isn't it? Like, it is. It's you can't lift like all the weights you can't run the marathon all you can do today is what you can do just take five steps forward and such a great analogy for people and it's people being at their best with their health and their nutrition Mm. and and then how you show up in life and there is that ripple effect that once you feel good from that impacts other things as well yeah yeah natalie i end all my podcasts in the same way so i want to know from you who inspires you so I said my dad earlier, so that's a, a personal one. Business-wise, I've always been inspired by Walt Disney. Um, so... <laughs> welcome on this podcast anytime. Nobody has said that. That really? is so too, like, inspirational. I've got... Um, Nobody this... said that. Oh, my gosh. Have you, read, have you read this book, The Ride of a Lifetime? No. He's the CEO of Disney. Oh, I need um, to. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book, The Ride of a Lifetime. It's so... It's all about leadership and uh, 15 years as CEO there. It's an incredible book. And he actually, strangely, this is how geeky I am. This is my Bloomberg stuff. But he's recently gone back to Disney because they haven't been doing as well. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I've all the Disney history stuff on the Disney channel. Absolutely. Yeah. when um, When I was going to do my first leadership position, I remember seeing somebody else going through the same process and she was doing this massive huddle in front of people. And she shared this quote by Disney um, of um, do it so well that other people want to come back and see you do it. And then they'll go and do it as well, essentially. Something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, But it's just, I was like, I love that. And I also like the fact that I wouldn't be what some people are where they're like Disney, everything. Like they'd go to Disney and wear the t-shirt, the the mini ears and everything. I probably wouldn't be that. But it's kind of like that off. (laughs) Yeah, everyone has their own choice. Me, I and I'm very conscious sometimes in business that people can think it's a little bit woo woo wee or oh she's you know like why is she saying Disney or that? But he's a guy that was you know his ideas were rejected. He he like the Dyson of the five prototypes of the Dyson Hoover. It was the same with Disney when you look back at their J.K. Rowling, their success stories, etc. It wasn't just they made it on one decision or one idea. 
Um, so yeah, I just I think it's inspirational. I think there's a legacy part and it impacts so many people's lives. It's the idea of love, it's the idea of dreaming big and um and and yeah, fairy tales and everything. And and why can't we have that? So yeah, Disney's always been a major one. Um, and just what that is, it's a bit like Nike is for me as well. Although that the then where that's led, it's at McDonald's, like these these brands they are brands they're huge and I just think that's incredible and I also think it's it gets me thinking about how possible is that to build companies like that now like Apple Nike Disney and things and that that doesn't lead me to a place of oh well, I can't do it because there's too many people like I think in my business it's like yeah how can I make that in my business like why not why not me that's the driver and motivation I have from it and I actually think the opposite of like, oh, there's so many businesses, because I think there's very few businesses who leave that sort of legacy, who leave that sort of, yeah. um, funnily enough, you know, I'm a huge Disney fan, talk about it all the time. But um, yesterday when I was in the swimming pool in Centre Parks, I was thinking how many people like kids and stuff, because like my little boy's really, really into Disney. We love Mickey Mouse, like it's a big thing. How many people have Disney branding on their swimsuits? You know, kids in Centre Parks. We're not in Disney, we're in Centre Parks and everyone's. And that is, that's the, when you know a brand and characters have just made it, when they are, literally everywhere every country it's phenomenal yeah phenomenal to get your head around yeah it is so yeah disney would definitely be my one i love that um and you just recommended a book there but what what other book would you recommend for us uh i do love books so uh, i want a whole library one day that's a goal for me um ariana huffington five okay it's a really good book. That was one that helps me, again, sometimes when it was a bit tougher being a female in the corporate world. Um, and she'd hit a point. I think I, in 2019, I was signed off with exhaustion. And and that book came at that time, strangely. That's what happens when we manifest stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really helped me around the metrics and lots of us in there about wonder, well-being. And, yeah, her, just her story really resonated. And, and, again, she links to people like Steve Jobs, who are massive inspiration inspirational people in my world so um yeah that's a great book and finally what piece of advice would you give to a fellow entrepreneur start now start today we always think we're ready and that's been a big thing for me recently is focusing on the oh I'm not there yet and things you just got to do it just go for it because um you never know and I think again the Steve Jobs creative today with the last 24 hours would you do what you're about to do now like and we're not all going to drink gin and go out and have the time of our lives but you've got to also have that grounding to say like be appreciative of your day and grateful but also like actually if if today was my last day would it would I be grateful for what I've had and would it be what I want it to be so I think yeah that would be for me Natalie thank you so much um where can my listeners find you if they want to come and get some of your inspirational goodness Sure, sure. So the best place is Instagram. That's my main hub. And then I'll get talking because I'm always in there. So I'll always come back to you quicker. So that's, you know, what everybody wants, isn't it? Quick contact. So yeah, come find me on Nassie Potts Strategist on Instagram or just Natalie Potts. I think we'd do it. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. Type Natalie Potts in, see what comes up. Um, Thank you so much. You have been an incredible guest. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. My final podcast sponsor for this episode is Natalie Skinner at The Fixer. 
Natalie is absolutely fabulous. And if you are wearing too many hats, trying to do a million and one things and finding that there are never enough hours in the day, then maybe it's time to work smarter rather than harder and introduce proven tools and systems that can keep your business moving forward without the overwhelm or stress. Not sure where to start? Natalie Skinner at the Fixer specializes in putting systems and processes in place to transform your customer journey, allowing you to scale with ease and reclaim your time to focus on what really matters to you. You can get in touch with Natalie. In the show notes are all her contact details. Thanks for listening.